There's that. Now that bullshit's out of the way. We got Alphonse on the show today. Good. Yep, we are live. All right, sweet. What's going on, everybody? This is uh, episode five of another serious Airsoft podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by Airsoft C3, uh, where you can get all your all your airsoft needs, social media wise. You can uh, find local fields, uh, dealers, all that good stuff, and also Enola Gay with their murder gloves coming out. So there's that. Now that bullshit's out of the way. We got Alphonse on the show today. Alphonse. Hello there. Holy crap. It's so pretty. How's it going? What you guys going on tonight? Doing good. We're doing this on. We're doing this tonight. So that we're <laughs> you, I, I can't think of a better way to spend a Tuesday. My <laughs> kind of night. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, Alphonse, how yeah. did you become so damn famous? <laughs> yeah, right. Please tell uh, us. How do you, how do you make a meme? Yeah. Tell I, us how to memes. I like it. The, I like it. The memes. Uh, they're my favorite. No, uh, I mean no. I'm just, dude, I'm just a normal dude. Like I'm no different, no better than anyone else. Like, yeah, that's what they all say. I know that sounds. Just I know that sounds super a little cliche. bit extra whey protein. Yeah. No, I mean it sounds cl- super cliche, but like, and I guess in the past couple weeks, it's been a little bit more where like, I've been experiencing this weird like people start to treat me differently just because they think like oh i have a couple youtube subscribers and now all of a sudden i'm some cool person when like you know like i'm no different than any other airsoft or i'm just a nerdy dude who loves airsoft star wars and memes and like you know what i mean like i don't like i just literally want to just go out and have fun and it's kind of actually sad because it showed me a really dark side of airsoft actually just because like that you know, I ha- I'm no different than I was a year ago. And like a year ago, I had less than, you know, I had like a couple hundred subscribers. And then all of a sudden I like got my shit together and I was like, we're going to do this. You know, like I've been saying all the, oh, I'm going to do YouTube and like, you know, half-assing it. And I was finally like, look, I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to give it a year and just, you know, do as much as I can, try and post a video every single week. And because it seems like from Copperhead this last year, because that's I, I met you there briefly at Copperhead. I didn't know who mm-hmm. the fuck you were. I'd yeah, never I never yeah. He was hanging around with a strange yeah. little Asian boy. <laughs> and then a <laughs> holy shit, like every month after that, it was like one of your videos or one of your Instagrams or something, something, something was just like attacking my feed. And I was like, fuck, man, this kid just blew up. Holy this shit. guy won't go away. Hey, I met that guy once. We're best. Yeah, friends. I know. I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like, and that's kind of the thing too, is just like, you know, I, it's weird to think like how quickly things can change. And like, just something as stupid as like, Oh, you have YouTube subscribers equates to like people treating you differently. But I guess in the how the world and marketing is working right now, like that, that's like a yeah, lot social of, media is uh, yeah, it, social media is like the number one form of marketing right now. And so, you know, if you're not, for me, I'm just like, Hey, I want to play airsoft and grow. I guess it's for me, it's a little different. Cause like growing up, I was always like the super nerdy kid who sort of like had, like, I was known as like Alphonse, the dude with that weird airsoft hobby kind of thing. Like mm. I've been playing airsoft for 
since like 2005 or four, I remember my parents bought me my first airsoft gun for my birthday. And like, it was some screwy thing where like my parents wanted me to go to uh private high school. And like, I absolutely did not want to do it. Cause it was like an all boys school and this stupid shit. And like, I was in like seventh grade and my mom and dad, like, Essentially, it sounds fucked up, but they essentially almost just bribed me. They were like, you know, hey, for your birthday, maybe we can, <coughs> you know, if you if you go to the private school thing kind of thing, you know, uh, well, <coughs> we can get you something. And so I got a, a Tokyo Marui MP5 SD6. Ooh, okay. like, ah, that's not a bad way to start. Not a, not a bad no. way to start at all. <laughs> it was a... Uh, I did the I did the JG M4 like everybody else. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Walmart this was before... I think this was 2004 or five. Like JG wasn't even a thing yet. I don't think like full metal guns were not like yeah prevalent. Yeah. Like Tokyo Marui was like it was classic Tokyo Marui, classic army. army. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bought it from Shorty USA. Uh, <laughs> Somebody yeah. else. They still yeah. have a website, dude. It's wild. I, my mind. I know. I saw that in like that all blue so, background. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like obviously that was like I was like the kid on the on the, in the neighborhood who. Like everyone else had spring guns, and then all of a sudden I got this Tokyo Marui that, in hindsight, only shot two seventy five feet per second. But like because of how good the TM hop up was, like I I'm like I was sniper out there kind of thing, and so you know that just sort of led to everyone not wanting to play with me anymore because like everyone else has um, shitty spring guns. Having nicer things than all your friends. Yeah, and then I bought a Tokyo Marui MP five RS, and then after that I kind of like went to high school and I sort of like, I used to get picked on a lot in high school. I know that sounds, it sounds kind of what? Like, what? Yeah. Because like, you got to remember, I didn't always look like I do now. Like I was never into like in high school, I was not into working out. I was 155 pounds. Like I was just a skinny nerdy, like sheltered uh, kid that, you know, my parent parents spoiled me kind of thing. And like, I just want, all I wanted to do was be a pro gamer and play Halo. Like that was like my thing. And so, you know, I went to school and like kids would pick on me for being a nerd. And like, I would always, you know, I was definitely not like a ladies man or anything like that. And so long, long story short, like there was just this one moment of like, it was like around senior prom. And like, I asked this girl, super cliche, cringy, you know, man, heartbroken story. I was like, Oh, go to prom with me. And she like turned me down and was like, I will never go with you kind of really harshly. And then like that day, like something snapped in me. And like, I just was Do like, you send her updates of your YouTube followers. <laughs> oh God, you're going to even, I'm going to give you guys more ammo to make fun of me. Cause like <laughs> I did like, I basically, I started working out and I got, in pretty good shape and like I was trying to play college hockey that was like my thing I was I was a hockey player and like it ended up not working out and so after I started all this working out I like I did a little bit of modeling stuff which you know in retrospect like in hindsight or back then I was like holy shit you mean I can take pictures with hot girls and you're gonna pay me 115 dollars an hour which then I can buy more airsoft guns with like I'm like, okay. And so like, this was like pre Instagram and all this stuff. So that was pretty cool. And that's, that's why I have that mannequin. Cause one time 
uh, at an Abercrombie and Fitch. They literally, like the manager just literally gave it to me. And I ended up posting a video, shooting it with airsoft guns and doing really stupid, cringy shit pre my YouTube channel. And like, mm -hmm. I got in trouble from home office and this whole escapade of like, did you steal the mannequin old phone? The kind of thing. But mm -hmm. long story short, yeah. So then I, I stopped doing that. And then I uh, just went back to school and I was like, hey, I'm really bored and hockey didn't work out. I would really regret if I didn't play uh, – I, I wanted to play football and I never played football. And my dad used to play football and, like, I kind of felt like I let him down a little bit, you know, like – because he was, like, super into it and growing up he was always, like, trying to he, – he didn't really force me to play football because, you know, he wasn't, like, overbearing. But he was – like, you could just tell my dad was bummed that none of his kids played football. And so I was like, well, I'm going to try and play college football. And so – I literally just showed up to a local college that I had a friend at for their like walk on tryouts. And like, I'm, I was pretty fast and I had been training really good. So I was pretty strong at this point. And they were like, Oh yeah, big guy, pretty fast kind of thing. And like, then they offered me a walk on spot and I played football there for a year, which was a great experience. And then, well, Long so when, when did you, when did you start, I didn't mean to catch you up, but when did you start getting into like actual events and like, cause you said you, you kind of dicked around with airsoft back when like 2005. When did, so, when was it, was it like at, during college or after college or were you playing the whole time? I was, I was literally just getting right to that. So like from about two till like during college, when I first moved out, I like, I brought my airsoft guns with me, but at this point I had never gone to like any organized of like fields or anything like that. Cause out in Michigan, we really didn't have too much going on. It was mostly just like woods ball and like, and stuff. yeah, like I would host my own games where like I would, I would have, I had like 10, 15 guns and like, I would basically provide gear for everyone. And if we had like eight people out there, that was like finding people on MySpace. Awesome. Yeah. Like I just asked my <laughs> random, like, I'd be like, you know, hockey friends or something. And I'd be like, hey, you guys want to play airsoft? And like, they're like, what's airsoft kind of thing. And so like, then when I, I moved away to college, I obviously my first year where I played college football, I, I still brought some of my guns to to college with me. And like, it's different because I, up in Michigan where I went to school, it was like kind of the boonies. And like, so, you know, I would just get some of my football friends and we'd go out and like, play in the woods behind our apartment complex or whatever. And then that summer I went on vacation to Hawaii and I literally just walked into the football office. Cause I had like figured out how football coaches work. And I was like, Hey, my name's Alphonse. What do I have to do to play that play here? So long story short, I ended up walking on, played football there, got cut, but I spent a year going to school there and I was, you know, did the whole football thing for a little bit. And then when I came back, which was, 2000 fall 2016 or yeah fall 2016 i was like hmm maybe i should get back into airsoft kind of thing and like i went to a local field and this was like my only third time that i had ever gone to an actual field and i would just remember that day there was like the only like i had a my airsoft my cool airsoft gun was a vfc 416 like the ones that came out in 2013 might even have been pre this was like pre Euromex having the license for H and K and like so it was an original shot 330, 416 CQB. And uh I went to the field and some dude there, I just I still remember it. There was this one dude who had a had a Polar Star Fusion engine. And this was <laughs> this was like that when they were new, like you know Love at first sight. Well, no, it wasn't love at first sight. It was 
he was just the kind of dude that like I was at a field where they don't have a very good chrono setting. It's very backyard and like Ooh. they were just like, oh FPS, yeah. you shoot me under five hundred, you fuck's good. a jewel. Yeah, and like so this dude was just sitting there. He had like a M4 with like a twenty inch <laughs> barrel and like a sniper scope on it and thirty rounds a second and was like just sitting in the back of the the airsoft maps mowing dudes like just absolutely like shooting people from across the map and like not even have to move and i distinctly remember that day because like i went i had my little shitty 416 cqb stock with 330 fps and i'm out there i don't know shit you know about like building guns and uh, uh, like upgrading your hop up and all this bullshit and i remember i just got absolutely wrecked and i went home that day and i like looked up hp (laughs) I looked up Polar Star stuff. What the then, fuck was that? <laughs> I, so I did this I yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then so a couple months later, I say, you know, I was working uh, from my family's construction company, saving up some money, took a little break from school. And around Christmas time, I ordered my, I was like, all right, I'm going to just do it. And I ordered my Polar Star fusion engine for my 249. And I bought, ordered the 249 from Evic. And I just did, I was like, I'm I'm going all the way with it. Like I I remembered that day of how shitty it felt to get smoked, and I was like, "This will never happen again." Like, <laughs> you're not a new member to the HP. Like yeah, I was saying, like, I, I think this is the same story for everybody. The first time you hear that fart noise coming at you, dude, it was game. Damn it! Was that? It was game changing, and it just because like I had never had you know like I had some gas blowback rifles at this point. Like I had. uh some WeTech force. I had like a WeTech 416 and a, I used to do like, uh, like 2005 kind of seal kit, you know, with like the just tan spray, spray painted gun with like the net wrap kind of thing. And like, so basically like I had a classic army CQBR. So that was like the cool, it had, had a quad rail on it. It was all metal and it had a 10.5 inch barrel. It was like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> super cool. And like, it just so, opened Pandora's box, if you how, I guess. How long did it take for you? So, like the 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 Polar Star gun that you are, you know, that's your thing that you have. The meme, the meme uh, creator. Yeah, the, the meme. How long? How long has it taken you from like from then from what, what that point you were telling us to now? Like, how long is the advance? Like how many versions of it have you gone through? Yeah. Oh like how, God. Yeah. No. It how was, many lessons did you have to learn to get to this point? Oh my God. You know, it's funny you bring this up because like so people like a lot of people kind of ask me like you know how the fuck did you get so popular and do all this you know what i mean and i would just equate it to i when i when i started before i started youtube i was like the, right right after i bought my fusion engine that was when i was like hey i'm gonna start doing this that december i was like all right i, I bought a gopro i bought a mobi a shitty mobius zoom cam uh from brain exploder i didn't know anything about anything uh and nice I was like, plug, by the way, the shitty camera from Brains. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, it Mark. Right He's not it was right before the run cam came out, which like yeah. has way better lens. And so I basically like just went out and I, every weekend I started, like, I just one by one, just go out every weekend and record video. And like, you know, pe- like back to what I was saying, where like, how did you become popular? When I started, I was like, I really like the only people that were making YouTube videos were just jet uh dayton was was kind was growing pretty fast uh robo's been around for a bit robo but like you know the gist of it was there was only sniper gameplay and then that was when dutch the hooligan kind of came out and was like the first guy to use like an m4 and have the scope cam footage and i remember seeing that and i was like holy shit you know what i mean like 
sniping's cool, but like this dude's got a really good gun. It's HPA, like holy shit kind of thing. And so I was like, wow, this is cool, but no one really does LMGs. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this, I, like, wouldn't it be cool if someone made LMG gameplay? Little did I know that like just being an LMG gunner in Airsoft alone, the problems that you have to deal with, like <laughs> the box mag <laughs> issues, the fact, like the feeding problems, the bear, like if so many, so many variables can go wrong that like forget doing any of the YouTube stuff, just going out and playing as a support gunner, the, the problems that you will have on the field and the letdowns that I had in the first, like, let's say year of doing that were any normal sane person would have just been like, Nope, I'm done. Like, this is stupid. And then on top of that, every week, I would literally play every single weekend. And every weekend, like, something would go wrong. Like, something new would break. Like, like you can't SD, walk away yeah. with good footage. Yeah. Parts yeah, you like, didn't even know existed on the gun. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yes, something would happen. Like, I went through a series of trying different box mags. And, you know, this was before I knew how to upgrade barrels and, and the hop-up assembly. And, like, I went from just dropping in the Fusion Engine myself and teaching me myself how to do it based on just YouTube videos and, like, trial and error and uh same with the camera setups was like i would go out and oh sd card error on my scope cam footage so then all the scope cam footage would be, yep, com- complete waste of a day or like you know the the camera on my, my head cam would just like have a malfunction and somehow just stop working or like you know my selfie camera would die or and then if it wasn't a camera problem it would be like my box mag stopped working and i got so an went, idea for you i have an idea <laughs> what's this idea so you know how Navrich has his own line of barreled rifles. You see where I'm yeah. going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make your own. <laughs> do, you, do, you see, do you see what? Do you see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm already kind of thinking about that, but at the same time, there's oh, like, oh, really? That's yeah, awesome. I've already, been, I've already been working at the, but I don't. I'm super like I'm just a normal dude, and I don't want to be cringy kind of thing because like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I you know, like, your own brand. You know, you right. gotta, if you do it the hey, right guys, way, though, buy my merch. Yeah, right, right. Like, and that's as, that's, as, that's as like three or four people in here that actually sell their own bullshit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! My shirts are the highest quality, sir. Your shirts are also bullshit. Yeah, that's, I sell. I sell my royal, the royal bullshit. I'm not saying bro. that you're. And you know what I mean. I sell. Yeah, every, no, no, I sell no. all of y'all shit. I don't sell. But like, <laughs> that you know what? Like, there's a there's a certain part of it where you kind of have to just let that part go. Right. And and you know what, as as proof to your content where it's like you just take everything lightly and it's all to be fun, if you carry that mentality into whatever it is you're selling, like people will see that and be like, you know what, I'm going to back him because – He's not the douchebag that yeah you know, we can we can easily put him in that pot for because he sells products with his name. Sell right. a good no. product and don't be a douche. That's yeah, a that, that's, nope, that's like that's like yeah. my thing is like most people. I, I guess when it comes to cringe, like so I already I'm already like working. I've already like worked on coming up with funny T-shirts and having this merch and everything. But the difference is like I'm not trying to sell like my name you know like it's not like i'm like hey guys buy my novrich merch it's like hey guys i'm gonna make funny shirts that everyone else like that i think people would find funny like the support weapons matter shirt kind of thing where it's, it's like <laughs> you know like build a brand off your name right like I'm, yeah, I know, I'm like yeah. who the fuck am i i'm just alpha exactly. no. what and, you would do is like but the cool thing about that idea and i don't keep don't mean to to cut you off but you go, also selling ellie selling stupid shirts with their name on it 
guilty. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, that's okay though. But like, no, but me, personally, I just yours, like yours. So if you like, if you're not making it about you, it's just funny shit that you're making that turns something that makes somebody laugh. That's, then that's that's a little different. Like I feel like you could have little <laughs> meme shirts because that's your gig. And right, yeah, and and I'm just like. It's, it's just not about of, you. It's just I. Hey, these are funny shirts with my name on it. Right. I literally think to myself, I'm like, hey, what would be a funny shirt that I want made that someone else isn't making that I would love to just wear around in public and get exactly. either dirty looks or just make people laugh by wearing it. like the whole thick shirt with the Supreme logo kind of thing that I made. Like, I. <laughs> it's just like I just think it's hilarious. I just think it's funny and like you. Like I I'll be out in public or at the gym and like you, some like fit, some gym girl or whatever, like, you know, the, the base, like some basic Instagram model girl will see you and like, she'll be all like worried about like, Oh my God. And like, hey. then my dumb ass just walks over with this thick and like super short shorts on. And I'm just like, Hello there. <laughs> like, you know, like I just don't give any, I don't care if I look Hello stupid there. kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to almost like make fun of myself. Cause and it's that's, like, and the people that that's support that like is what the, <laughs> that like they would be. I, I guarantee they would stand beside. You know. And 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 then on top of it, like I have a friend that one of my bu- good buddies of mine that owns a local field. Like he's like starting up a t-shirt business. He went and bought his like you know seventeen thousand dollar laser printer. And so like I have the means to sort of make these custom t-shirts based on just I create something in Photoshop. And like, I can basically make anything like, so I was doing like the Mark 40, my basically took a picture of my gun, rendered it out. And then I was like throwing different camos on it and making, you know, putting like support weapons matter because like there, it's kind of like a joke, but also a serious joke because like, if you go to a lot of fields, they don't really like either accommodate support weapons or like support weapon players are kind of just like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're, the rules are sort of either like, like, there's like five on each side, every event. Yeah, and it's well, like maybe it's not out, in and California. it's usually by some just large, large man. Yes, who can't, who can't like, uh, like appropriately carry said large weapon across <laughs> a small space. It's usually large, labs. you're definitely breaking the mold of that stereotype, true. Oh. And, and like, I feel like though. This, okay, this is going to sound super cliche and cringy, so fair warning. But, like, I feel like there's a, like, un, unheard – it's almost like there's an unheard, forgotten voice in the Airsoft community of support gunners that are like, hey, we're people too. Like, you know, like, you, you know, we have we have special needs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with yeah, – Shut up, get over there and mag dump. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> well, no, like, if you go to Milsims that people know what they're doing, you know, like, there's different rules to, to balance yeah. the game so that support weapons are actually effective, whereas, like, you know, so like they have a higher jewel limit, but they also have a 50 foot MED. But like that dynamic sort of changes gameplay because, you know, when everyone has full auto, it's not really that advantageous to have an LMG. You know oh, what I mean? Like it, anytime, like just, anytime I'm a platoon leader for like AMS or Overwatch or any of these games, I'm always like LMGs in front, they hate. Right. And then you can do, you can flank and do everything else you need to because people get so, especially with the HPA ones, that noise. Kids get right. so fixated. Just, like, I've seen yeah. people shoot. And I've seen guys way the hell off here to the left out of range, like duck and eat shit because they, they just heard it and it scared the crap out of them. Well, it is really cool because like the if you break down airsoft and what it is, it's just like playing with your friends and it like you can use the LMG as like an actual tool. Like it is a four, it is a like force multiplier for sure. Yeah, yeah it is a tool. Like you have an LMG on your team, you can do some serious damage. You can help your teammates move <laughs> up and all do this crazy stuff. Whereas 
if it was at a rec play, you know, and everyone has the same rules and everyone's shooting the same FBS, I've personally learned this experience a lot is like you are at a massive disadvantage with an LMG if you're having to pie corners and go against, you know, for example, when I use my MP7 versus my, my you know, 249 or whatever at the same field and they both can shoot the same speed and they both can shoot full auto, it's like my little MP7, I can literally just like hold one handed and be like, you know, like I don't even have to hold it with two hands and I can accurately shoot people. Whereas yeah. my 249, I'm like, if I lean over to the side, like my entire body like goes like that, <laughs> headed weight. And like, if you're going to play the corner pie games with people, you're just, it's a losing battle. So like, yeah, you're not kinda, fighting CQB with it for sure. No, like, and I do it as a meme sometimes and try and be silly. Cause like, obviously it's, it's extremely shitty and like, you know, but like, and, and then kind of the same you know, thing. Where, you definitely sell it though. It, well, I, every, like, I, Cause you're right. LMGs suck. Well, yeah, <laughs> somebody who's run that several myself, they, they're absolutely God awful. Yeah. And, you know, like, like, you, make it, you make it at least go, it sucks. But he's at least glorifying the times that it doesn't suck. Because see, I had a good. I'd say Corey. Yeah, I had a, I had a good experience with mine at you well, wasn't like mine. It was borrowed. You just yeah, like Miguel at Reindeer Games last year. I, I ran uh, the Crytac oh, LMG, yeah. and we absolutely wrecked fools <laughs> with it. Yeah. No. Well, that's the thing too, and and honestly, it comes down to because like you just said, you had really you know how much the LMG sucks. So like it's kind of like this like. If you know, you know, relatable thing, you're like, you know, if you're an LMG gunner, you know, the, the, the struggle of your box mag never working ever. Like I literally have a friend who his name's Kevin and he loves LMGs too. And he's been doing it way longer than I have. And like, it's just the cliche, like my friend, every time he put, he spends hours and weeks preparing his LMG and doing all this like mod work to it. And then game day comes and five minutes into the game, you see Kevin over in the corner pull, taking apart the box mag, like, ah, fuck, it's not working. <laughs> and so like, you know what I mean? Like it's like a relatable struggle. And, but the the thing that I've learned is through this, like the two years that I've been doing this kind of thing is like trial and error. I've learned like the critical things that you need to do right on an LMG build per se, where like, if you don't, your entire experience is just going to be fucked. Like, for example, the most important part of any LMG is the box mag. Like, I don't care what barrel you have. I don't care if you it's HPA, AEG, what, what hop-up unit you have, whether it's flat hop, R hop, whatever the fuck you have. If your babies do not feed into your gun, you're, you are fucked. You're going to have a bad time. End of story. Like, it doesn't matter. All You could spend thousands of dollars, have the best barrel, everything. If the box mag doesn't <laughs> work, your gun doesn't work. So, like... I sort of built the gun around my box mag, if you will. Cause like that, to me, that was the most important part. Like other things could fail. Like, Oh, maybe your hop up stops working. At least you're shooting BB stuff. So that's slightly better than, you know what I mean? And then I sort of looked at like how everyone's kind of LMG setups were. And like, I wanted to try and prove a point based on the fact that like most milsims you had higher FPS limits, which means, you know, with a proper barrel setup, you should be able to shoot a little bit farther or, you know, be more effective kind of thing. And so I saw everyone's LMG that I knew was like the classic spray and print, you know what I mean? Like, I'll cover you, bro. And like, just dumping BBs everywhere. Like what, you know, that, that stereotypical LMG gunner. And I was like, you know, if you, if this is done right, 
this thing, LMG can be dangerous. Like if you actually take the time to put in a good barrel setup, a good hop up, you know, you can make this thing essentially, I say it as a joke all the time, but a, a full auto sniper with a 2,500 round box mag. It's like, what would you say are like the three big, like as far as like you said, you need a good box mag. Do you have any recommendations, barrel hop up? Cause I know they're, di- they're different mag, with everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, and that I was just talking about this with someone else today. So like, it varies from gun to gun. And I learned this this the, this past six months when I was – so I had my A&K Mark, uh, 249er Mark 46 Fusion engine. That was like the gun I had. I did, ran it for two years. After the first year, I really figured shit out, got it working perfectly. And then that, that whole year, like it was just a workhorse. Every I played almost every weekend. It worked perfectly every time I went out to the field. But it wasn't just like that didn't happen overnight. I had a complete year of doing the same thing. And every weekend something went wrong. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, normal person, like I said earlier, would have just gave up and been like, fuck this, this is stupid. So I would say like, I did the the fusion engine. What was, what works in the fusion engine is a little bit different. Like the bucking, the, uh, how I wired the box mag, there's slight differences in that than I did with the F2. Like originally when I, when I tried to do another build, it was like, I just applied the same things I did with my other gun and it didn't work. So I would say like depending on what gun you're asking. So for my gun, the, the most important part is making sure the bucking is, is compatible with the hop up unit. So like, for example, I tried to build my fusion, my F2, uh, I did an F2 build with a GMP 249. I was trying to build a Mark 48. The GMP hop up unit is an AUG style hop up unit, which, uh, is super, super picky. Mm-hmm. And for some unknown reason, the AUG style hop up unit that the GMP comes with does not like any other bucking. Like the diameter, the way the diameter is with the bucking, the GMP bucking is like super, super thin. So I couldn't get any other bucking to work in it. Like I would lube the shit out of it and try and like, even if you try and jam it in, what would end up happening is like either the lips would get stretched, you know, from like, the but you know pushing the hop up back farther. Nobody or, likes stretched lips. I'll I'll be the sub sophomore douchebag. Stretched. I got it. I got you covered. Stretched lips, or the opposite would happen. You know, it, the bucking would like there'd be a space in the bucking, and when you're dealing with hop ups, like just a millimeter difference can mean working perfectly I, and not I working. I my AK two forty nine hop up when I had one. Well, that see, that's the other thing. Num- okay, so if you have an AK two four nine, the number one thing you need to do is the second you get your gun, take the hop up unit, pull it out of your gun, and throw it in the trash because it is absolutely. Dark. It, it it just it, you can't change the nub on it. It the specking is wrong. So you, I would say, okay, if you were gonna you know make a list of essential things, bull gear hop up unit, whatever LMG you have, bull gear hop up unit, like if you can get one. For the GMP build, you couldn't, and I even tried to do a Lonex AUG hop-up unit that was a little bit better, but the way that the GMP had it specced, like, it didn't line up with the the gearbox, which was a version 2, which originally I was like, hey, this is cool, version 2, you know, going to be easy to upgrade kind of thing, but it ended up just never working out. So I, I would have been better off literally taking a 1000 bucks, crumpling it up into a ball, and just throwing it in the trash because I wasted six months of time and, like, about a 1000 bucks on the GMP and eventually I just bought another A and K two four nine and dropped the same shit in it and put a, another bull gear hop up in it and it worked flawlessly. You know like you just to, you know what you need to do? What do I need to do? <laughs> you need to do some like in like uh, uh, like how to build the most perfect LMG. Oh, like how to like how to basic. 
Like, how to, how yeah, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like slam shit on the table. Yeah. Like, just like slam yeah. things. Just throw just, parts just, against the wall. And like, just throwing eggs and shit into it. No, trust me. Like I, I have like a... If you like can see in the back of my 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 frame, there's a giant whiteboard right there, which I used to do like my engineering math on mostly. But I have like now a giant memes. <laughs> list of videos that have to be made. And like, trust me, I'm trying to do two videos. My goal is to do two videos a week, at least where one is a gameplay. And the second one is some sort of other like, you know, informative, funny video, like how to box mag or, you know, about my air setup or something, you know, like. Do something different that's not gameplay that's also enjoyable yeah, to watch definitely. and there are no 249s that are like really good to go out of the box or not 249 saws there is zero really good to go out of the box all zero. of them work to yep yeah, and that's really why every airsoft manufacturer that makes a saw it's just going well and that's that's why that's why hpa is in my opinion the only way to go with lmgs because you see well, exactly. lmg there's a there's nothing you can do to upgrade an aeg lmg like to the extent you can with an hpa it's never going to perform as well it's never going to perform as consistently well, well to that point you're absolutely right but i look at it more from just an engineering principle because like think about it the stress that a gearbox endures, if let's yeah. say if you if you upgrade your your LMG to the 450 FPS or 1.8 joules, and then you also upgrade the rate of fire, you know what I mean? So you're, let's say you're like moving parts at that point. Yeah, like the added yeah. stress that the gearbox endures to extended full auto fire is just it's so much stress. Like you're gonna strip a gear. It's only a matter of time before pistons get stripped, gears break, whatever. Whereas the HPA setup is just. One, there is zero comparison. It is a hundred percent because I like you really should be making your own gun. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I just, today, specifically, I, I've been talking to a, a bunch of different people and trying to figure out a way to make it and like not do you know $700 in profit on it and make it feasible where you know it's, it's like doable. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for trying to make it if I could make it the ultimate airsoft LMG for around a thousand bucks, fully upgraded out of the box, what you HPA kind of thing for a thousand bucks. I think that would be like it, it's a high price point, but I think it well, it's not, not it's, proved that people are willing to pay more yeah, if it will good to go out of the yeah. box. Just don't make kids pay for an <laughs> LMG Academy. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say because uh, I would I don't want to like make jokes about dying, but man, I someone if I ever did that, please take me out. Fuck. Like, yeah. Hey, could I could I redirect for just a second and ask absolutely. you how how much time do you spend a week uh, just prepping YouTube video and stuff like that? Because if somebody oh, like I, I've jacked around with video very little, and at our last event, I I did like a twenty nine second short film. And the initial Five shooting of it, yeah, I was about to say the initial shooting of it took like ten minutes, and the initial edit, just cutting the pieces together, took about another twenty, and then adding like effects and things to it, it's like took like three up. hours. You're so gonna how like, much time doing gonna, it full time? How much time do you spend weekly on it? And okay, so when it comes to this, I still haven't figured out if it's just because I'm really shitty at editing video, kind of thing, like skill wise, like. Alphonse sits down, starts editing video, chops up clips to make things not boring, and then adds yeah. memes in and hit indicators. I pro- sadly, it probably takes me like th- thirty hours worth of work to forty Oof. hours per video. Wow! Yeah. So it's no, I not, believe it. I believe it. And, 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 and like the thing that like make really adds up the most time are two things: a the hit markers because 
Every single one yes. of those hit markers, yeah. I have to sit there and go frame by frame and manually place it and yep. then add the sound effect in. And like the whole time so, while you're doing this, you hear people in the back of my, I hear like voices in my head of like, uh, you didn't even shoot that guy. Like, did you really hit that guy? Like, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I, if anything, I'm like not putting hit indicators, even if maybe I actually did hit the person, but just because it was like one of those, like it's super far away and like you maybe won't notice. And like, I just don't want to deal with, people complaining be like oh did you even really hit that guy like blah, blah, blah. and so it's like it that takes like 10 hours that, depending on how many videos like if it was just a semi you, game you gotta or, be in your head a lot about all of this because oh my god you are torturing <laughs> yourself i gotta tell it is you literally right torture to be i want to so any of the like one of the reasons why i don't do videos on a regular basis is because i don't blame you by the way i, I I, I, I know I can make funny videos and I try to edit them in a way that's super shit because like I want to, I spent, I like, I cannot spend any more than an hour on this entire thing, period. No, I no. have other shit to do. I don't and, think I've ever touched a video without spending more than three hours on it. Same. And that, I mean, like, for Microsoft reviews are such shit is because like I try to edit them as fast as possible and not give a shit about cuts or whatever. And it, I think it makes it even funnier. For me, it's all about <laughs> file organization. Like if, if you if you get to the point where you're only watching your clips like once or twice completely as you're making throughout the video and labeling them properly, that's what that's what I know from the years of doing it and reducing my times is yeah it's all about file organization up at that point well that yeah that is a critical step that i really did not put time into at the very beginning and it made my life hella harder but now i kind of have a system like i know i'm like i can just go boom so it's uh, for me it's always like okay first first step is i match up all the clips in the timeline which when you're running four cameras is kind of a pain in the ass and that that alone takes like you know a couple hours depending on so like if I was going to make a video, I would try and pick like a giant chunk of the day, whatever. I was like, okay, so here's where I remember for like these parts of the day, like cool shit happened kind of thing. And like, I like take all the clips and I match them up in their own little giant segments. And then I like, once they're all matched up and layered, like, you know, scope cam, self cam, shoulder, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I make sure the audio is perfectly matched up. And then I do like a brief generic color grade over all the, each, God, each file. So that I, well, cause like you have two options, right? You can either color grade after you assemble it all, or you can do like a, a basic color grade to sort of like general, to like get the lighting, right? The exposure, yeah. like adjust for any Yeah. Yeah. Like the GoPro, when I had the GoPro Hero 4, the, the whites in that one were a lot different and versus the seven, like the colors look different, you know, little things in like the run cam has way different saturation tone than the 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 head cam and so like i try and get like a general base out of the way that way when i come back at the end and i like go through each individual part and i'm like i do little refinements that i'm not like having to do a shit ton of work and so once i get all the clips lined up then i do like basically a, i basically just rewatch all the stuff and i like try and like i always try and like tell a story if you will because like you got to think it you're you're if you're gonna sit there and watch a video like Real, and this is where you get into some of the bullshit Should where like making movies, yeah. You're, I, it's it, no, I, like, a, like the, the airsoft thing is cool. It, it's cool, but like you, the way I'm listening to you and like how you edit and everything, you should, you should be. I'm not telling you to get out of airsoft by any means. The natural progression from here onward, like when you're like, okay, airsoft is cool, but like I, I want to do some other stuff. It, you're going to be like telling well, stories. There, there yeah. was a kid local here in North Texas. 
Like that's what's Cruz. He started off just shooting airsoft videos, and now this kid's going to like he's got like a twenty thousand dollar camera set up, and he's going to oh, fucking film. I mean, no, no, this kid's got he's got like the full like motion rig and like all this crazy yeah. shit. No, it's and it's an, that's an art. Yeah, it's definitely an art, and it's very uh, it's very technical. Well, like I was saying, like I just kind of learned from. There's no other way to describe it, but trial and error of like making shitty videos, I guess you could I, say. There's so yeah, many videos yeah. I made that I've never posted kind of thing. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll work on a video all week that when I was first starting out and then like, you know, I get it ready to post and then the next weekend I play again and then like I get way better footage. And so that like footage before just kind of got like thrown out or I learned something with my camera or like, you know, whatever. And, and it just like, but the basic gist of it is like, you're trying to entertain people. So there's a lot of stuff that gets cut out where like, and, and, and for me, I, I want to make sure. And I'm really like, like it's important to me to never, I don't want to be like, I don't want to create like a montage kind of thing. Like I want to make it as accurate as it actually was to the actual sort of thing. And basically, so like, if you watch the video, you would be like, you didn't, you would think that I didn't even cut anything out. So like, you, when mean, I try- you don't want it to look like you sniped a thousand people every Saturday. Right. <laughs> Come on. The only time that I try and cut out is like I I cut out the dead space. So like, yeah. If there's if there's like a an all that footage accurate, die with the selfie camera. Well, like you know how it is as an airsofter. You like you sprint to a a cool spot. You get there. You shoot someone, and then like you know most of the time there's always this boring waiting. And even if like you know when you're playing airsoft, you don't realize it. Like the way it looks on camera is way, way less cool than what you feel like in person. Like you're sitting mm-hmm. at a corner, like, you know, waiting for the person to walk out or whatever. But on video, if you're sitting there watching someone else's perspective, like just even 10 seconds of you sitting at the corner for too long is like enough to make the average person just click away. You know what I mean? Like, unless yeah. you're die hard, like, I love this. There's another reason you're watching the video, but like, so I, the airsoft videos. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that in itself is probably a huge, that's probably one of the bigger time takers in the videos. Cause like I sit there and I like try and find, it's like a game. I try and find places where I can cut out time. And so I'll take like a 45 minute, you know, segment of a game and try and shrink that down to like 20 minutes, essentially 20. Right. I, I want to make it 15 to 20 minutes. And so Ooh. it's just like, who do you watch in YouTube? Like who, who are like the dudes that you watch or like who, who are like other YouTubers or videos that you like to watch that kind of like that you're uh, into in, 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 in airsoft. Oh, so it's just airsoft specifically. Well, I mean, or, or I mean, or just like vaguely in, in the perspective, like, well, like I kind of have this weird approach and I don't know why, I don't know what, it, there's no good answer, but like my idea of when I started getting into it was like a classic mistake I see people make in all forms of like life or business is like the ability to overlook like little things that people do. Right. So like, let's say, you know, for example, like being able to look at someone that necessarily didn't achieve like really good success or something, but pick something out of what their failure was that they did really well that you can take and apply to something else. So for me, it was like, I look at all, like I watch every YouTuber, like, you know, from Novridge to Dutch to, to Dayton, from House Gamers, even I try and always watch, you know, smaller YouTubers. And I always am like trying to be supportive and like, you know, tell them, like give them little tips and shit that I learned from, you know, stupid having cameras fail and blah, blah, blah. Like whether it's, you know, hey, use this rechargeable battery or like, you know, if you just record in this, you know, blah, 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 like it'll look a lot better or like, because like I was there. And so I feel like, you know, I certainly look back and wish someone would have told me that shit. But so like I try and take 
I look at like all the people that I watch and like, I try and at least take something that they do really well. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, let me take, it's like, I'm a baker. I'm like, okay, I'll take a little bit of this. And then like this person does like this part really good. It'd be like, if you looked at like all the airsoft YouTubers and you're like, okay, look at Dutch the Hooligans footage. What does he do really good? Well, his footage looks beautiful. You know, he has really good camera setup. It's very nicely rendered. His audio is good. Maybe you don't like his, his clickbait titles and maybe he plays at the same field every day and against rental kids, blah, blah, blah. But like, just because that, you know, that negative stuff is there doesn't mean that there's not good stuff coming out of it. So it's like, you know, I, I see that happening with a lot of people that like are doing things and they're like, their failure to like recognize good things out of a bad situation sort of holds them back. And so I'm like, okay, let's take making the footage look beautiful out of that. And then you look at someone like Dane's channel where Dane's channel, I feel bad saying this, but like, let's just say he doesn't put as much time into the visual quality, you know, like the post-production quality of how the actual footage looks. But oh, shit, we got the title of the episode. Dayton's videos suck. You know, he's well, what does Dayton do really well? He's really funny. He's re- he's good. Like he does well, what, like actually playing the game. It, it's just like a comedic aspect that I think is very refreshing and like doesn't take your stuff too seriously kind of thing. And like, it's just enjoyable to watch. It doesn't matter that like, let's say Dutch's footage is, is color graded and like all this stuff, even though Dayton has actually been stepping his game up a lot. If you watch some of his newer videos, he, he's using the GoPro Hero 7 and like he, he Do you think, like, think he's going to be like, bitch? Like he's like, in, like, like inside his mind, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Oh, no, no, no. You no. know, it comes down to this. It, and it's funny because me and Dutch and Dayton had a conversation. Like last time I, were, I was hanging out with Dayton is like, we were talking about, you know, how long it takes us to edit videos. And I think, so moral of the story, me and Dutch are about like the same, like, we're like, Oh, we take 30 to 40 hours, you know, for one gameplay. And then talking to Dayton, Dayton's like, yeah, I can sit down and edit a gameplay in like four or five hours, like one sitting. And I'm, we're just like, like, what the, you know what I mean? Like, Holy shit. Like either we are just really shitty at editing kind of thing or Dayton's just really good. And I think it's, I think it's a, a good, it's a combination of, He's just talented at doing that sort of stuff. And maybe that's a testament to like, he's just a better player. Whereas like he doesn't have to cut out as much footage and there's not as much dead time. And you know what I mean? Like he just throws it up there and like throws some hit indicators on it. And like, he's just better at the actual act of editing. So, you know, but like what I was saying is like the funny aspect from Dayton, like I feel like that that's how I relate to him so much on that. I feel like we're like the same person when it comes to like being silly and liking memes. And so boom, Take that aspect from Dayton. And then let's say you look at like someone like Jet, Jet the Desert Fox, you look at his footage. If I was to sit back and like be like, what is what about Jet's channel is like I think is the best or best aspect? And I would say probably the fact that he goes all over and plays at all kinds of different fields kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he might not have as good of gun, he might not use as good of guns as like let's say Dutch the Hooligan using umbrella armory or Dayton with his umbrella or as you know, novice with his SSG twenty four, but he plays at all these cool places that like, let's say Dutch doesn't play or, you know, Dayton, Dayton, Dayton does a little bit more, but it's like for the long, over the long haul, Jets probably played at the most cool places. He actually goes to like most, a lot of Millsim gameplays. So you get that cool, like, Oh, maybe his gun's not as good kind of thing because whether that's because he's, you know, with being sponsored by elite force and using their stock guns kind of thing, that's a whole separate issue, but it's like, there's something really (laughs) important to take away from his channel. And I'm like, okay, so we got this person, this is what they do really good. Let's use that. 
Okay, so let's go back to Dayton. Let's take the funny shit. Okay, let's take the production quality from Dutch. Boom. And then like sort of like put my own little spin on that thing and like always I, I'm I'm always looking for newer things to do and like make my videos better kind of thing. Like it's it's like it's like a work of art and that sounds cringy, but like it's just like this creative project journey that I feel like I'm doing where I'm always like trying to just kind of like I like to you it might sound crazy, where whereas me, I'm sitting at the my computer and being like, um like my videos that are the most popular are the videos that I sat there and was like, shit, this is going to be a fucking awful video. And then like the videos where I think they're I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm like, yeah, this might be a good video. Tank at like case in point. I made in December, I made an umbrella armory gun. I used the Crytek umbrella armory LMG and I wore like a Santa suit and like I shot some extra funny footage of me like, doing stupid shit, like B-roll footage and like edit it all together. And like the umbrella armory gun is like really good. And like I had good gameplay and I, you know, there were some good memes in it. And like, I was like, this is going to be an awesome video. Gets like 30,000 views. And then the next video I post is the, the helicopter video. And I was like editing through it painfully. Like, man, I only killed like, <laughs> I was like, I killed like maybe six people at most. Like, and that's like scratchy. Cause like, you know, you're shooting from a helicopter and like, I'm lucky enough where I had the LMG with like 0.40 gram BBs or whatever. So like people are calling their hits when they get shot, but still it's like, it was a 15 minute video of me just sitting on the side of a helicopter. And I was like, I didn't really think about it at the time that it was kind of like different and really cool and visually cool to look at. Like, so if you're a non-airsofter and you watch it, you're like, what the, you know, what the shit is going on? There's dudes with the armored vehicles and blank fire and all this crazy shit. Like, like it was I, a video footage from Stonebreaker that happened recently. That looks fucking sick. Yeah. Like, that uh, one. You know, the blank oh, fire on top of the, on top of the hospitals that, that you did. Yeah. Really yeah. Like the footage of, um, yeah. They pulled up that Humvee and just died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have to make that game. I'm going to try and make that game by next week. But, yeah, there was Blank Fire on the 50 cal. And yeah, it was sick. And it was – it's like if you're not an airsofter and you don't know what's going on, like the, like if you read through the comment section on that one helicopter video I did, it has like 1.5 million views or whatever. It's like a lot of non-airsofters watch that video. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm just saying like, that's – well, that's a good example of like how to get the million view videos – Try and make a video that yeah, to cut not, not, shit not, everybody not, wants to yeah, like if you can make a video that your mom could like be like, oh, that's cool, or like you know, random friend that doesn't watch airsoft would see that video and be like, this is entertaining, but like at the same time, still yeah, entertaining. Yeah, we need, we need to shift gears real quick. All right, <laughs> Alphonse, before we wrap up, real quick, what are three pointers you would give to someone who's looking to start an airsoft YouTube channel? Okay. Um. Number one, just get started. Don't be afraid to, you know, like just because you, let's say right now where you are at, maybe you don't know how to edit video. Maybe you don't have nice cameras. Maybe you, you know, you don't even know how to edit video. Don't, don't let that deter you because like I'm an example that you can go from being a complete, you know, fucking idiot and knowing nothing. (laughs) The least camera savvy person. Maybe if you didn't know me and you saw my channel, you'd be like, wow, that guy probably, you know, maybe he, he had some classes on film and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, whereas like that is so far from the truth. It's just all self-taught. And like, if you, if you want to learn something, we live in a time where you can literally Google anything and YouTube anything and just yep. talk to people. Your friend. So number one, just, just do it. Number two, 
don't like listen to what any people say like then the, there's going to be so many people that are going to tell you like oh it's stupid or like you know or you in the back of your head at least me i was always like worried about what other people are thinking and saying and like i can't tell you how many people told me when i first started making videos like uh you really like using the word thought like dead meme like this guy's what the fuck is this guy doing kind of thing like this isn't gonna go anywhere like blah 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 like you know what i mean and like Forget all these the people are like your shit's stupid like no, work. well yeah and, but i'm saying like if i would have just been like oh man you know you're you're right this is kind of like silly and like then i got discouraged or stopped i you know i wouldn't be where i am now and i'm like i'm super happy and i feel like i'm you know like I owe it to everyone else that's tried it. Like there's a lot more people that I know that have been doing YouTube for way longer, posting way more consistently, you know, been probably working harder than I have that let's say just because of whatever, they haven't really had their lucky break. Like it's crazy with the YouTube algorithm, you know, the difference between you getting discovered and you not getting discovered is like one person. Well, that, and it's just so competitive now these days, like so competitive. Yeah. And so, yeah. Like, you know, I know people that have amazing, good content, you know, really great production quality. I look at their stuff and I'm like, wow, this is really good. And like, you look at their sub counts and their views and you're like, how is this possible? And it's like, so I kind of feel like I was just, you know, the toy story meme where the claw or not toy. Yeah. Toy story. The claw yeah. just comes down and like randomly chooses one of those little dude, green dudes. Like that's what I felt like. It's essentially, like, it's like Thanos snapping your YouTube channel channel into popularity. It's completely yeah, like, random. It's unbiased. Just some bop. There you yeah, go. like one person with a because the way YouTube works is like they weigh different. So like for example, if my YouTube account I was to watch someone's video, and let's say I watched the whole video, so it has really good watch time, and I press the like button, YouTube weighs my like watch time statistics and that that sort of viewing statistics more then it would weigh like, let's say random person who doesn't upload YouTube videos. And then the algorithm sort of takes that information and is like, so if this person liked it, the video must be good kind of thing. So then it recommends it to other people and it like does a little test drive like that. So it could just be as simple as like randomly, you know, all that it takes for your YouTube channel to like get the, the boost it needs is like, you just keep making videos and then all of a sudden one day, you know, someone with a big channel happens to stumble across a video and they're like, wow, this is really good. And then they like it. And next thing you know, your YouTube channel is off. So don't get discouraged. Just start last doing one. it. The yeah, last one, the- I would say the most, one of the most important things, no, just be yourself. Cause like, I see so many people that I, I feel like feel as if they have to live up to something. And I even kind of feel like for the while, I, I feel like, you know, I'm like, I felt a little bit of pressure to like maybe, you know, go over the top or kind of thing, you know, like be super crazy. What? But then at the same time, I'm like, I, you know, stop and think about it. And like, people are going to like you for who you are. You don't have to be anyone special. Like the, your personality is what people want. Like if they're going to watch your videos, they're not going to, you know, someone's not going to come to my channel and be like, I like watching Alphonse because he's like Navrich, you know, like maybe, but like at the same time, it's like, you are you be yourself yeah and like there's so many people out there like if I, you would never I, I would have never believed that there was this many people out there in the world that like have similar interests in me with airsoft and, and like i can like interacting with people in the comment section like you know making memes and jokes with just random people from around the world like 
you were, if you had told me that, you know, a year ago, I'd be like, you're crazy. So don't get discouraged. Just do it. And, and literally, I can't remember what, I, what did I just say? Be yourself. Like yeah. that's why people like you and like, don't be afraid or think you're not good enough. Like just well, be yourself, do what you luck. like. Yeah. Wow. Like congrats Sorry. on all your no, you're good. C- congrats on all your success, by the way. Like, yeah, uh, how how far your channel has grown up? That's <clears throat> that's awesome. So, like, congrats to you. But uh, yeah, I don't know if the, any of the rest of the podcast wanted to say anything else. But uh, I have one yeah. last question. Super important. Yeah. All right. Why the beard? So like, it's it's not really a simple answer, and it, you would probably laugh at me if I told you how it got started. So like. One day we were, uh, I was with some of my friends and we were going to uh, an airsoft event the weekend. It was the weekend of Halloween or whatever. And I was just like, we walked into a random Walmart and somebody was like, Oh, we need to go get, you know, batteries or some stupid shit. And so I was walking up and down the aisles and like the clearance, this was at the, like the weekend Halloween was like a Thursday, whatever. So like everything was on clearance. And like, I walked down the aisle and we were just passing time. And I saw this like fake beard in the, walmart clearance rack for two dollars and i was like oh that might be funny you know to like wear it to the gym and you know uh, 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 like two bucks why not so i bought it and then like i just threw it in my bag and then that weekend i like for whatever reason i like forgot my balaclava or whatever and like i was like oh man i don't want to go out there and get just blasted in the face so i like was like well the beard's kind of like better than no face pro and so i wore and i was like oh maybe be a little funny and i wore it and like it, it just kind of was like, I didn't fog at all that day. Like, cause it's like a three hole balaclava that, but that doesn't look like a three hole balaclava. So like, you know, my, my, the breath from my mouth is not getting trapped and like right up into my goggles. And so, and then I, I can't remember what it was, but I saw like a, someone took picture or whatever. I looked at the footage and I was like, Holy shit. I look so stupid. This is hilarious. <laughs> and like, I just, I just wore it and like, and I made a video and people thought it was really funny. And like, I just like trolling people. Also, it's a little bit of like the kind of like a way to poke. I hate people that are like, this may sound like maybe mean, but like, I really don't like people that think they're like fucking really cool because they have a beard or like, you know, those people that are like, I have a real, my beard is makes me a badass kind of thing. Or like, you know, like the super Milsim type people that maybe think they're awesome because they have, you know, full cry gear and they're better than everyone else or whatever. But it's like, it's sort of like a, poke, sort of like a poke at them being like, Hey, you know, like I can have the cry gear and, and like be super silly about it too. Like you don't have to be like that. And so I, it triggers a lot of people. Like there's a lot of elitist, like, beard people or like like the best meme ever is to like walk like walk by someone or like you know like get someone who has like a really big beard to see you and like watch their facial reactions of like the process (laughs) of like seeing them be like wait a minute is that real like the struggle the mental (laughs) mental like confusion intensifies like people and like even on the internet people some people like think it's real like every day I get down that they're like seriously asking if it's real. And then there's, there'll be people that'll be like, holy shit, I've been following you for like, they'll follow me on Instagram from YouTube and they'll be like, holy shit, your beard's not real this whole time. I, like, and so it's that alone. I'm going to be make- that guy on your Instagram from now on. <laughs> Please, it's fine. Yeah, reverse meme, Alphonse. Every, every time someone is like, is that a real beard? I'm like, yeah, like I'm totally <clears throat> serious about it. And like, it's funny because like people who know it's not real are like, they see that and they're like, all right, like, how can you think it's not like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I just, it's just a running joke. 
And now I've kind of like dug my own grave with it. So like every time I don't wear the beard, everyone's like, where's the beard? So that kind of gets annoying. And, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, I'll just embrace it. And I, I look so stupid <laughs> when I wear it that I just make it just, it's so, to me, it's just funny. Cause like, if you see me now, I look totally different when I look, I'm wearing the beard. Like, yeah. Yeah. You no, freak you Derek out. You freak yeah, him out. Yeah, no. I was like, well, what is this? No, but but on that note, we're actually going to have to wrap it up. So, Alphonse, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, telling telling us your 10 easy steps to internet fame. <laughs> and, um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, another era, serious Airsoft podcast is based on the fact that we only plan to do one, and here we are at episode I don't give a shit. So, uh, appreciate hey. you guys tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.